the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. Joined now by my friend Del Wilbur, now with the Los Angeles Times, previously with the Wall Street Journal. You know him from Rawhide Down, his great book, A Good Month for Murder, another great book. But I wanted to talk to him about his article yesterday, FBI Struggles to Confront Right-Wing Terrorism, front page of the L.A. Times by Del Wilbur. Good morning, Del. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Hugh? I'm great. Should we tell people that you've enticed me to read the L.A. Times again by subsidizing my first three months? I think we should. I think we should offer the challenge uh, to all your listeners. I told everyone, I only read the, the Times of London, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal every morning. And Dell said, how about the L.A. Times? They're too left wing. And he said, no, we've changed. We're better. And he actually put my subscription on his credit card. It only cost you a dollar, though, right? Actually, it doesn't cost me anything and for three months, but then because you have a three-month free trial. And then my credit card got stolen uh, with my wallet like two weeks ago, so it probably won't cost me anything. Oh, so you canceled it already? Well, I got it for three I months. My- <laughs> you canceled it. That, that's good. I don't have to do anything because I, you know, I was afraid I'd forget. But this is a great piece, and the reason is you give some numbers that provide a a look at the scope of terrorism, both domestic and international, connected in the United States. Run through the numbers, Del Wilbur. What is the FBI up against? You know, the FBI has about 850 domestic terrorism investigations open right now. 850. 850. 850. Okay. They've made the first three months of this fiscal year. I hate when they use fiscal years. But the fiscal years were about two months left in the fiscal year. And they made 90 arrests, which puts them on of domestic terrorists, which puts them on pace to meet last year. And we now have had more deaths due to domestic terrorism by right-wing domestic terrorism than we have had from Islamic terrorism since 2002, 109 versus 104 deaths. So the FBI is, you know, this is a big priority, uh, you know, Ray says, and other FBI officials say, um, it's a big priority for the Bureau. They're really trying to tackle it. But it's really a difficult one to kind of get your hands around. In some ways, there are harder cases to work than those involving Islamic jihadists. Okay, so I, I want the people to hear the number again. Uh, there yeah. are 850 cases of domestic terrorism. Yep. They yep. divide, and I, I think the divide is important, into uh, approximately 355 suspects who are domestic terrorist suspects, most of them motivated, motivated by race. And there's also that green corporate greed stuff. And 310 have an international nexus. Of those 850, we've got 109 casualties of domestic right terrorism since 
2002 versus 104 casualties, people killed by zealots linked to al-Qaeda and other foreign Islamist groups. Total of 213 people killed as a result of this. Are you confident of your numbers, Dell? I, I love having numbers. It gives us scope. And most people don't talk about this without uh, just kind of waving their hand. Are you confident that the total number of dead from all kinds of, of terrorism since 2002, not including 9-11, obviously, are 213 people? Yeah, on, on U.S. soil, I'm pretty confident, and it's a conservative. I went through the numbers. They had New America Foundation um, tabulated all this. Um, and I went through all their cases, or most of them, and there are a lot, um, for both sides. And so they didn't include, for example, that you know the, the shooting in Gilroy isn't in their numbers yet. But we don't know, right? Like, this is one of the reasons these cases are kind of complicated. It's like, the FBI is, like, treating that as a domestic terror incident in uh, Gilroy, where the guy killed three people at the Garlic Festival. But the guy had such conflicting ideologies, it's kind of hard to pinpoint what he was really into, right? Like, he wanted to kill Republicans and Democrats. He wanted to do this and that, um, what we've been able to learn so far. And so that's, you know, it, so that the new America is actually kind of conservative. I don't, it, it, and when you get to these ideologies, it's like, you, want, you know, you gotta, it's hard. Not only is it hard, I, I, I took Jeremy Peters to task via Mike Allen this morning because of his word cloud story on the rant by the guy in El Paso, he did yeah. not do a match of his anti-corporate green screeds with the rhetoric of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. And I don't recall any of these stories after the Bernie bro shot up the softball field. And the guy in Dayton, I don't know that I would categorize him left or right, but if you did, you'd categorize him left, wouldn't you? Um, the Dayton one hasn't been... Like I got some nasty emails from um, some... Uh, more conservative readers saying that I left Dayton out. But I, I, I included a mention of Dayton in the story, the Dayton shooting, but they're not treating it as a domestic terrorism incident. And he also shot his sister, right? Like his sister and his, her boyfriend were there. So, like, I think they have to unpeel more before you get to, like, a political consideration in that one. I think you can definitely reach the idea that because the guy told police, I was out to kill Hispanics, right, in El Paso. Yes. I was out to kill Hispanics. He and was a racist. He wrote this manifesto about invasion and stuff. And so I think that when you do that and you're echoing, you know, pretty heated rhetoric and you say, I'm specifically targeting a racial or an ethnic group, that is domestic terrorism. But there's, right? yeah, you know, absolutely. But he also, as I recall from his rant, talked about the damage being done to the environment by this okay. problem. And but he, but, right, but he wasn't, but he didn't go shoot up ExxonMobil. No. He wasn't but, shot up a Walmart to kill Hispanics. But, so but what I want people to understand. A wide, you could have a, I think you have to classify that one as a, like, that's where the violence was done to Right. Those are the people who died. It wasn't a bunch of oil workers. It was definitely racist, but the witch's brew that produces these killers is complicated. None of them, in my view, not one of them, not even the Bernie bro who sh tried to kill half the Congress, mm -hmm. do I count as a proxy for a political actor? Because I know proximate cause. I've been trained in it as a lawyer. Here's my other question. Now, over the weekend, and we're, we're used to this comparison by now, in Chicago, 43 people were shot, two people were killed. If we look at Chicago versus the total of 213 people killed since 2002 due to domestic terrorism, should we not be focusing as much attention on Chicago and other high murder cities as we are on domestic terrorism? 
You know, that's a question that people have been asking about also Islamic terrorism for forever, right? Like when um, the guy go, drove through, what, was it Brooklyn or, the, or Manhattan, and he ran over all those people like two years ago? Yep. And we had nonstop coverage about it for however long. You know, some people raise questions about, hey, should we be should we be focusing this much on one small incident and giving the guy and his his agenda this huge amount of coverage versus the people who were killed in Chicago over the weekend? The very same question, right? And I don't know what the answer is. That's a very complicated one. Um, you know, Chicago's definitely had a massive homicide problem, but actually homicides in Chicago are way down over the last two years. And so you know, but it's still a lot. Like how many? Like five hundred, six hundred. I haven't checked the numbers recently. That's a lot of murders in a city, and so I, you know, it's a complicated question. But it's the one like, you know, people ask the very same question when Fox News, for example, you know, does nonstop coverage of an Islamic jihadist attack, non, and people, oh, it's you know, taking that out of context, and it's not fair. And well, why aren't we talking more about gun violence in the country? Like forty thousand people are murdered in the United States every year due to, you know, with, don't hold me to that number. Not murdered, killed. You mean, murdered yeah, usually killed. involves crime. Murders in California were 1,800 in, in 2017, for example. Yeah. But you're talking about suicide and accident suicide. Yeah, and, and yeah. stuff like that. Let me let me make a suggestion see what you think about this, Del Wilbur. And the piece that Del wrote is called FBI Struggles to Confront Right-Wing Terrorism. It's got real numbers in it, 850 cases of domestic, of terrorists in the United States, of which about 40% are uh, racial right wingers, so that's your that's your and, hardcore and, fact. And about and, a fi- and about fifty percent are anti government. Okay, so that could be the hodgepodge of witch's brew you're talking about, right? Like, right. So, oh, I hate the government, but I hate the Republicans and Democrats, and I hate the Supreme Court. I hate everything. And it's it, and that is to me an almost indecipherable mix. What what I want to get oh. to is people, which proves your point about Gilroy, right? Right. Like, right. The point is proved in Gilroy. We don't know. Like, what was his real? Pulling that apart, like, what did it? I don't know. And I, I don't think it's ever... possible to actually come up yeah. with a rational explanation for Gabby Gifford's killer. Also, Not killer, but wounder, but uh, the guy who killed and other also, people. And also think about all the people who don't, who aren't agitated by, like, what? Like, you know, we've had inflammatory political rhetoric in this country for, you know, 200 years. Like, I'm reading about Alexander Hamilton, and those guys went at it. And you're reading about, it was even, like, in the 1930s. Holy cow, were they throwing invective at each other. Yeah, it's, so like, a, it, it's the dark recesses of the Internet where people can find and feed on each other. Yeah. Here's the question, Dell: Do we always focus the news on that which appears to threaten the most people? That is, people are worried about random shooters. They can stay out of bad neighborhoods in Chicago, yeah. right? They can't stay yeah. out of a Walmart. I think news coverage is driven by the sense of threat conveyed by the horrible incidents that occur wherever they occur, and that therefore we focus so that we can begin to identify in our own lives people who look twitchy. Yes. You know, I think that's a really, really good point. Like, when I've covered crime in Baltimore and D.C. for five total years, you know, the, the you know it was really sad that the 18-year-old drug dealer on the street of D.C., did not get the same lengthy coverage when he was murdered as the you know eighteen year old high school student from from Tony Bethesda, right? If that person were murdered, and it was it goes to the heart of so many questions that 
are like really, really difficult to answer. But I think you're right. Like, what could happen to me? Like, I can avoid bad areas. I can avoid this. It's like why, you know, people freak out about airplane crashes. We all fly on airplanes, right? Yes. The chances of dying in an airplane crash much lower. And it's also like man bites dog, dog bites man. So you have a lot of murders in Chicago. It happens over and over again. Um, or in other big cities or even big suburbs. But, like, a terror attack doesn't happen all that often. And so, like, that's why we, we write about plane crashes killing 140 people. We're over, like, what, the preceding five days, many, many more people died in car crashes. So like, of, of like a, 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 a country of 330 million people has 850 open investigations, half of whom are either anti-government or left-wing or right-wing. And so that means 425. Minute to you, Dell, are we overemphasizing this problem? I think it's a pretty serious issue, especially as, um, you know, political rhetoric ratchets up, as we're trying to, you know, combat. I mean, these people didn't deserve to die, right? And they of course totally not. innocent. They didn't, and so I think it's an important thing to cover, an important thing to dig into. You know, I think it's, you know, it's, it is, it's hard. It's hard. I just want to make sure people keep in proportion. Yeah. WMD and nukes are a lot more dangerous. China and Russia and North Korea are a lot more dangerous than homegrown. Uh, domestic extremists. Del Wilbur, I appreciate the subscription. I'm reading the LA Times now, at least for another three months every day. And I would encourage all of you to take that free trial for three months of the LA Times. See if it's changed. Used to be just a left wing per paper. We'll see if it's changed. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.